Welcome to the Connector Podcast, an ongoing conversation connecting fintechs, banks, and regulators worldwide. Join CEO and founder Cohen van der Hooydonk as you learn more about the latest available trends and solutions in the markets. This episode is proudly sponsored by Fintech Belgium, the digital finance association by and for fintechs. Live from the Digital Finance Summit 2022. Hello, hello, and uh, we're back with our podcast, Live and Kicking from Digital Finance Summit in Brussels. And I already had a few nice uh, people to interview today, but now I've got Vincent with me. And Vincent has been one of the the founding fathers of a company that uh, identified trends, if I got that right. But not only that... He also won the comp contest last year. So could you tell me a little bit more about yourself? Yeah, so um, thank you for having me, first of all. Um, my name is indeed Vincent, Vincent Defour. I'm co-founder and CEO of a company or startup called Transition. Speaks in, for itself. Yeah, indeed. And uh, our, our company is all about... Um, helping companies becoming future-proof, becoming resilient mm -hmm. by scanning drivers of change, so scanning what's going on in the world and helping them anticipate what that means to them, so how they can uh, mainly anticipate that change. So, uh, yeah, indeed, last year we were at uh, DFS. Um, it wasn't here, it was at another location. Mm -hmm. And we won the Coup de Coeur Award, so the Jury Award. Uh, oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, good memories on the DFS. Good memories, yeah. So, that's nice. And I hear that you have to go back on stage to basically tell your story about what happened in the last year, right? So, yeah. wh what happened in the last year? What are you going to tell? To the audience? Um, a lot happened. Eh? If you're uh, in the startup business... Uh, <laughs> If nothing happens, you're not moving fast enough. So uh, for us, a lot has happened. Um, we have worked, of course, a lot on the product. So um, we're in an AI business. We need to train AI algorithms. Mm -hmm. um, we are working more on the process side of product management. So really listening to our customers uh, to be able to yeah, give better value. We usually work for strategy teams, for innovation teams, for all kinds of teams, which give advice to C-level or boardrooms. So mm -hmm. it's really strategic insights that we're looking for. And that means that we really need to listen at that level, what that means um, and how AI can add value in that case. Mm -hmm. So um, that's on the product side. And uh, otherwise, commercially, we're moving into different industries. We're not only linked to finance, so we're not only a fintech. We're basically industry agnostic. We can work for any industry. Um, and we've actually raised funds um, It was officially launched a couple of uh, weeks ago. Congratulations. Um, thank you, thank you. And this is more on the scaling our business internationally on a, from a commercial perspective. So uh, mm -hmm. this is what we will be doing the next year then so, and uh, years to come. A nice journey ahead. Yes, indeed. It's a nice, exciting journey. Oh. So uh, it's it's about scaling on all, on all different axes, talent-wise, process-wise, product-wise. Uh, so a lot of challenges and opportunities coming our way. Mm. But since you already know what the trend is, you will be fine, I'm sure. Voila, voila. <laughs> uh, we actually have a, a small gimmick at the company. Before we launched, we used our own AI algorithms to be able to define whether our business would be successful. <laughs> I'm not going to ask the outcome. <laughs> I think I'm we still all know. here. So. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Well, today we have a, a talk about uh, resilience. And, and it's, it's kind of funny the way you used the word resilience in, in, in your introduction. To me, it sounded something like uh, 
It's something happening in the future. You have to be resilient towards the future. But in all fairness, for me, resilience somehow came very close to me when, when thinking about what has happened in the past, because you're resilient to survive a situation. So I guess that it's maybe a, a definition that could be put the way you want. But how would you define resilience? Resilience to me is um, all about adaptability, all about agility, all about anticipation. And I think anticipation is the key word here. Um, if you look at how we add value. So being able to anticipate possible future scenarios will help you in the end become a resilient, agile company. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But when, when you looked at, sorry that I'll take you back in time a little bit. I mean, I'm, I feel that urge from you to go to look in the future and I'm going to go back a little bit by, by having um, Corona on the table. Because I think that, that Corona pushed a lot of banks um, to work remotely, to almost reinvent themselves. So what have you noticed? Uh, have, you, have you seen any differences between different banks and even different industries as how they anticipate to this? Uh, yeah, first of all, these kinds of events like COVID, uh, they're once in a lifetime if you're in the data business and scouting trends. So um, mm -hmm. It's it, the black swan, right? It's it's actually a green rhino if you would look at it from a, a taxonomy <laughs> perspective. But yeah, uh, black swan is is more known to people. So indeed, it's a it's an event uh, that happens uh, without anticipate or that you couldn't have anticipated. Although mm. uh, something like a pandemic, you could have anticipated. So, um, but to answer your question, yes, yes, we see. We actually saw a couple of things. First of all, during COVID, a lot of companies asked us what will happen post-COVID. And mm -hmm. then you saw a lot of buzz on remote working. Everybody will stay at home. Nobody will come to the office anymore. Uh, everything uh, will happen in a hybrid way and so on and so on and so on. Mm -hmm. But actually, we already saw that it was, was overhyped at that point in time. It wasn't really a durable trend. If you look at the how a trend evolves, we saw that in some cases... It was okay. just a lot of buzz that was created. And we, we all already um, advised companies like the truth will be somewhere in the middle. It won't be all remote. It won't be all physical. You will see that there will be hybrid models appearing more. And this is exactly what you see happening now. Agreed. We still work at home. We still go to the office. It's somewhere in the middle, but it's not full one way or the other. Um, mm -hmm. This is one thing. And maybe on the finance side then, um, what we saw actually was a, even a more acceleration of digital channels. So pushing towards digital payment, cashless payment has really um, accelerated the digital transformation programs of banks globally um, due to that change in consumer behavior. Um, and even in insurance, which was typically not so digital, eh? you, you mm -hmm. see a lot going on with embedded insurance. So embedding insurance, digital insurance products into platforms, thinking from within an ecosystem where they supply uh, insurance products to retailers in their platforms and so on. And um, especially in, in some parts in the world, like Southeast Asia has really accelerated that pace. Mm. Uh, and, and why would that be a difference? Is that something that you also investigate or have a view on? Yeah, well, from a trend dynamic perspective, it's always the same. You see that trends evolve differently in mm -hmm. industries and in specific regions in the world. And it all comes down back to the consumer who, whose behavior is changing. Okay. So if you're in if you're in a context where um, you have um, a complete society who's really digital minded, young people um, with no um, incumbent or less incumbent processes or, or companies, mm -hmm. then you see a faster acceleration toward digital. 
Um, and also, of course, legislation is a big or decelerator or accelerator of that change. Yeah. And then I guess when you come into South Asia, I mean, we all know in the financial world, the Monetary Authority of Singapore, which is very progressive in terms of anticipation and, and, and collaboration with the industry. Yeah, makes sense. So, yeah, transantio transition. I always say that wrong, I guess. With an E, yes. With transition. E. Transition. Voilà. So you identify trends. You do that by using big data, advanced analytics, AI. But can you tell us a little bit more about uh, how does that work? And, and I'm not asking you to reveal the secret sauce. That's not what I'm saying. But I'm sure that the audience would be interested. Like what, what, what are the mechanisms? What are the methods that you use to go about? Yeah, so... Um And, and the core capability is basically we monitor the internet. Um, the idea mm -hmm. is simple. If you monitor the internet, you have a pretty good idea of what's going on in real life world because they're like communicating barrels. Even the opposite around. Hey, if you look at, um, you can you can spot something on the internet who has an impact on the real life world and vice versa. So that's that's the basic thing. So mm -hmm. yeah, you think about Google. Uh, we we monitor all kinds of. Uh, publicly available data sources, uh, a lot on news, uh, but also academic, what's happening at universities, patent databases, startup news, VC news, a lot of industry news. So think about high volume of data, about a half a million each day that we ingest into our engine. So news articles. This is one thing. You need to be able to okay. build your own Google, if you may. And then you need intelligence layers on top to be able to analyze all that data, understand what it's all about, mm -hmm. and see Sentiment, the patterns. emotions. Sentiment, emotions, linking trends to industries, looking what companies are doing with that trend, mm -hmm. looking at new disruption, what is going on. And you need to connect all these dots and patterns. And once you are able to do that in a continuous high volume way, you can build dashboards on top that really add value and um Yeah, give better insights to um, all kinds of executives um, like strategy and innovation. So we, we won't replace really decision-making. We augment decision-making mm -hmm, by mm -hmm, taking mm -hmm. away a lot of effort and time that they need to put into the research. We do that in a more efficient, automated way. Yeah, it's like almost uh, bringing them into the matrix, right? Yeah, yeah, indeed, yeah. Uh, I sometimes say that uh, my chief of science uh, He's Nemo because he looks like data, like it's really matrix kind of code. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so we're all going to go to your website and figure it out, right? <laughs> On the website, it's more uh, digestible. So you, you find really interesting dashboards and insights that normal people like us can understand. Ah, excellent. To be able to steer their business. Yeah. Cool. Hey, what always strikes me about uh, identifying Trends, I, I really love it. it. It's nice because it helps you indeed to make decisions, to, to view at the world, to put a position as a human being. But I've been speaking to trend watchers before, and some say that uh, because you know what's happening, you can also manipulate, you can also start building your own trends. Is that something that you also felt by being so close with all the data that you can alter the, the future? I wouldn't say older the future, we're not that big, um, but um, yeah, for sure, we can see data patterns and we can uh, um, see similar things in similar industries. And we always call it like spillover effects. What happens mm -hmm. in one mm -hmm. industry might be interesting for another industry. So um, at that case, we can see really the hot, the hot topics um, cross industry, within verticals, within specific trend domains. Um, if every company in the world would use our insights, I could say yes from 
a less ethical perspective, you could steer on what would happen. But of course, uh, this is not what you but want to do. But that's why you're scaling, right? Yeah. <laughs> World domination is uh, <laughs> the next step on yeah. the agenda. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. You earlier said that um, you recently got some uh, fresh money, which yeah. I think in, in recent times, it's, it's uh, literally an achievement. So therefore, a well-meant uh, congratulations. Mm -hmm. But did you feel that um, it's more difficult nowadays for a startup scale-up to get fresh funding into the company or, or not really? Um, on a personal level or on a, on a transition level, um, yes, you see that uh, VCs and other types of investment funds become more conservative and they think mm -hmm. twice before they spend their money. Uh, valuations are lower uh, than it used to be. You see less exits and so on and so on. So the market ha is slowing down and is, is, mm -hmm. is really preparing for cooling a, off, yeah. is cooling off for the recession that might be uh, short or long term. Maybe we don't know. So you see ah, that I was hoping that you would give me the answer. Well, uh, <laughs> from all this, I, I uh, don't shoot me if it's uh, in the wrong direction. But from all the signals that we're seeing, finance and country level, and um, we anticipate that it won't be take, that it won't be that long of a recession. So one year, one year and a half, two years, something like that. Oh, that's a nice takeaway from all of us. Yeah, but in the end, um, yeah, you see a cooling down of VC money um, and. Um, That's also why we chose for a, a stable Belgian partner where we know mm -hmm. who will think with us, uh, the project, the next steps, um, and, uh, and is not purely in it for a, a time X. Um, But is that not per definition a better way to do it? It's smart money. It's, it's, uh, it's purpose, purposeful investment. Yeah, for us, it was, it was a logical next step in the maturity that we have. But I sometimes see, I don't know if it's a mistake, but you see startups really looking too fast at external money. So really US-based, UK-based, all kinds of global money. Because there are a lot of incentives out there, right? If you're mm -hmm, a startup mm -hmm. and you do stuff that they find interesting, they basically come to you. So you need to be really careful about that. Um, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And you really need to choose your best partner for the face of your uh, startup that you're in. W would that be one of your lessons that you would say to other startups that are more earlier in the process than yourself? Or are there any other lessons to learn? No, I think that's a good lesson, especially if you're a Belgium startup. For me, it's like, let's be chauvinistic here. There is money in Belgium. There are good mm -hmm. VCs. There is other uh, type of money available in Belgium. Why look externally? Do it with Belgian partners, with the Belgian ecosystem, so that you can thrive and have impact on a Belgian level too. So uh, we really feel strong as, as with all the founders, I'm not the only founder, uh, mm -hmm. that this is the best way forward um, in a globalized world, of course. Yeah, we'll give you also a solid base. And I think a solid base is probably the best place to start your scaling. Voila, voila, indeed. Mm -hmm. um, especially if you see... Hey, The, with the recession coming or, or with some parts that will slow down on investments, uh, a solid base is what you want to have. And, uh, and uh, yeah. And, and maybe last question. Um, you talked about, uh, and I really like that gimmick, that you did uh, some trend watching on your own success. And what was in the white big glass bowl? How could you see that? What was the next steps in the next couple, six months, for example? Uh, the next six months, it was back a couple of years ago. So what we saw was that uh, the business that we're in is basically decision intelligence, AI-driven intelligence, all kinds of intelligence where AI can, can add value. Yeah, we saw an emerging trend. We saw something that 
wasn't really mature yet. It was like first signals, weak signals of something going on. Mm -hmm. But we saw on a global scale that this was really keep, uh, picking up speed. And, 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 and this is exactly what we've seen the last couple of years. You see all these uh, startups appearing within that space. I think even from Gartner, it's like their 2023, one of their biggest strategic tech trends, decision intelligence. So, yeah. So Another what? gimmick is that we once did a competition, Gartner versus transition, because they have their hype cycle. Uh -huh. uh, and we ended at 0.10 for transition because we could make better forecasts and better predictions about trends than oh, I think that's than that's, that's leaving our conversation with a blast. <laughs> <laughs> so if, if people, the listeners would like to know more about you and your company, where do they go? Well, they go to our website, uh, transition.eu with an E, uh, yeah. and there they can find everything. Or, of course, uh, follow us on LinkedIn and uh, cool to stay up to date on the daily stuff. And maybe one last more thing. What Did you like uh, the conference so far? Yes, yes. I had a, a couple of good keynotes. I was myself in a panel discussion on resilience. Um, Brilliant. I'm now going to see some other peers on the pitch battles and... Uh, And uh, yeah, DFS is always like the place to be in Belgium if, you, if you're in finance and digital finance. Yeah, Good, good. Nice to hear that. I'm sure that uh, DFS would like that too. And our Belgian fintech guys and girls. Vincent, many thanks for your participation. Um, it was a great conversation about resilience, about your company, about trends and the future of the company. So thank you very much again. Also, thank you very much to all the audience, obviously also Belgium fintech. And uh, please stay tuned because there's more of this uh, nice conversations that we will share on our podcast channel. Thank you very much. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Connector podcast. To connect and keep up to date with all the latest, head over to www.jointheconnector.com or hit subscribe via your podcast streaming platform.